Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. London streets in the Victorian era were not the nicest place to be, especially if you belonged to the working classes. Squalid conditions, packed houses and the threat of poverty or eviction hung over people's heads every single day. If that wasn't scary enough for Londoners to deal with on a day-to-day basis, then throw into that mix a fire-breathing entity with glowing red eyes who could jump the height of a building, slashing at those he encountered after dark with razor-sharp claws. This time, on Macabre London, I'll be uncovering the story of Spring Hill Jack. London today is a bustling metropolis, an exciting place to visit, and a somewhat safe place to call home. An eclectic mix of people from all over the world live in London, and the crime rate is dropping year on year. In some parts of this vibrant capital, the crime rate is lower than that of much smaller cities in other parts of the UK. However, things haven't always been so safe. Stories and tales of old have echoed around the streets and grown to become that of legend, particularly those of a gruesome nature. Today we'll be exploring one of these stories, discovering about London's often bloody past. My name is Nikki Drees and this is Macabre London. Terrifying ghost stories, tales of night stalkers, monsters and ghouls were not an unusual phenomenon for the Victorians. Penny Dreadfuls, small books of strange stories, were published and consumed as regularly as reruns of Friends are today. Ghost stories were told everywhere, from pubs to coffee houses and even as bedtime stories. 
No wonder so many people see apparitions of children in Victorian clothing. So, when an imposingly tall man who breathed blue flame jumped over walls and slashed people with metal claws suddenly appeared on the streets of London, you could say the Victorians ran with it. The first report of anything untoward, and the original starting point for the legend, is patchy at best. One of the first reports was sent in a letter to the editor of the Sheffield Journal a long time before the Victorian period actually began, and that was in 1808. When researching this story, I couldn't find concrete reports or the letter itself, but the report has cropped up a few times as being noted as the original sighting. In the letter, the writer was said to have encountered a spirit that jumped like a kangaroo and had solid metal claws, but when a gang tried to catch him, they threw sticks which went straight through the apparition's body, making them think he wasn't of this world. Now, Sheffield is around 170 miles from London, meaning the story didn't originate in the city but was adopted once the entity started to appear upon its streets. And once it did, the legend grew like a culture in a petri dish. The entity by this time had earned a name based on his strange movements and suspicious behaviour, Spring-Heeled Jack. One evening in 1837, 29 years after the original sighting in Sheffield, the lady was attacked after leaving the Blackheath Fair and walking across the large expanse of the Barren Heath. She reported seeing a man who was strangely tall lurching towards her with unfamiliar movements. He tried to wrestle her to the ground, but as he was doing so, the woman noticed him tearing at her blouse with metal clawed fingers which ripped it to shreds. In a frenzied panic and with her clothes in tatters, the woman screamed for help and as people came to investigate, the man bounded away before disappearing completely. When questioned by the police, and when giving her report of the encounter, the woman said that the man who grabbed at her looked evil, but that it was most definitely a man and not perhaps an animal as the authorities may have suspected. When the story hit the papers, many people started to report similar occurrences. Those who came forward said that their experiences with a similar sounding or exact same entity were almost identical to the report from the incident at Blackheath. The police were overwhelmed with how many reports they received, and when those who had seen the entity came forward, they said they'd not thought their individual report would be taken seriously, or that they would be accused of being mad. Now, at a time when any tenuous link to mental illness could land you in an institution, people were understandably nervous to step forward. However, as more people told their stories, the general public disposition grew to be disheartened with the way the police and the authorities were dealing with the matter, and instead of letting officers look into the claims unaided, people instead took to the streets to exact their own justice on the perpetrator. With the papers now featuring stories on the entity on a regular basis, the journalists had to come up with a name, and as the story from Sheffield had now grown as law across England, the name spring Jack stuck due to his incredible feats of agility, jumping over walls to escape the scene of his crimes. In the 1800s, the name Jack was often used to describe any male figure. It was often used to describe someone who was cheeky, such as Jack the Lad, Jack of all trades, and Jack Tar. Generally, it was used as a generic term and would also be used 50 years later to describe London's most notorious serial killer, Jack the Ripper. In January of 1838, Jack was reported to have appeared three times across the city. One man reported that as he was walking through Peckham at night, Jack jumped down from the rooftop and blocked his path before spitting bright blue flames into his face and staring at him with flame-red eyes before he jumped away. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger. Feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. On another evening, policeman walking his beat found his foot meeting a soft bundle on the floor. Thinking it was a pile of rags, he lifted his lamp to see that it was in fact a woman lying on the floor with a baby in her arms. When he managed to bring the woman round, she said she'd seen a man spewing flames at her as she went to walk along a narrow alleyway near her home, and had felt faint at the sight of this hideous apparition. She collapsed from fright, and when the policeman arrived, Jack was nowhere to be seen. The three sightings in January coincided with a huge fire at the Royal Exchange. Conspiracy theorists believe that the three incidents were staged to distract the public from the fire, as one of the incidents was reported to happen on the same day. As the exchange burned, crowds were gathering, trying to steal any coins and notes that exploded out of the building. Perhaps the authorities thought the type of people who would form gangs to search for Springhill Jack were also the same type of people that would gather at the fire. As the outrage around Jack grew, more organised gangs were being created with the sole motive of catching him and ridding the streets of his reign of terror forever. Men would gather in pubs, and when undeniably filled with a pint or three of Dutch courage, took to the streets, hoping that Jack may spring into their path. After many nights of searching, the gangs were left unsatisfied as their flighty common enemy couldn't be found. Throughout the rest of January 1838, Jack struck a number of other times, with the occurrences seemingly becoming more violent or bizarre. Some people reported him as an imp, others reported him shapeshifting into a ghostly white bull, and one other person said he took the form of a bear. As people were beginning to come to the end of their tether with Jack's shenanigans, the Mayor of London was forced to declare Jack as an official problem. Along with most of the press, the Mayor, John Cowan, was sceptical about Jack and said that he believed the attacks were attributed to more than one person and thought it may be a gang of hoaxes who had enough money to develop the tricks Jack was capable of and who were entertaining themselves by terrifying the poor folk. With the people of London growing more and more restless, the police said they would be more vigilant in trying to catch Jack, or more realistically, the gang they assumed he was assimilated from. With the excitement building around tracking Jack or the gang down, the groups looking for him grew, 
as did the police presence, and that may be the reason our next victim fell for Jack's trap. In February 1838, Jane Allsop was at home when she heard a commotion outside. As she approached the front door, she heard someone knocking. The figure shouted that he was a policeman and that he had caught Springhill Jack. He asked for a lantern to be brought out so he could see what he was doing. Being a dutiful woman, Jane obliged and grabbed a lantern to take out to the policeman. As she walked down the path, she saw who she thought was a policeman with his back to her, but as she raised the lantern to him, he swung round and began to swipe at her with claws and began tearing at her clothes and trying to force her to the ground. Jane fought back and began screaming for her sister, who was in the house. As Jane's sister appeared in the doorway and began shouting at him to leave her sister alone, Jack dropped Jane and bounded away, leaving the two shocked and confused. Jane suffered only minor cuts and bruises from her ordeal, but said that the memory of his glowing red eyes and blue flame spewing from his mouth would stick with her forever. With the police hot on his tail, Jack wasn't showing any signs of slowing down with his mischievous behaviour. One evening, Lucy Scales and her sister were walking home when Jack came bounding out in front of them, shooting a jet of flame into their faces. The sight of Jack and his fiery breath caused Lucy to suffer a fit instantly, and as quickly as he'd arrived, Jack sprang off again into the night. Over the next few years, Jack continued appearing on a less regular basis, but those trying to emulate the entity became more regular. A few copycats were caught trying to replicate his attacks, and were quickly arrested or dismissed as nothing more than a nuisance. After 1838, reports of Jack did decline rapidly, but every now and again, up until 1904, his name would crop up as a link to assaults and attacks made against women, which may have been a good way to sell papers at the time, but would have been detrimental to finding the real attacker if people thought he was a high-springing, inhuman imp who had a record of evading capture. Jack seemingly began appearing up and down the UK again, and took it upon himself to begin terrorising a military barracks located in Aldershot, 42 miles from London, throughout 1877, 40 years since the original spate of incidents. He would appear to the guards who were keeping watch over the entrances to the base and would scare them so much that some left their duties in fear. Jack's last sighting was said to have been in Liverpool when he was seen running over rooftops and some say that was the night he disappeared forever. The legend of Springhill Jack still lives on today and sightings still crop up from time to time. In the 1980s he was spotted a few times in Birmingham and as recently as 2012, a young family in Epsom, in Surrey, said they saw him darting across a busy dual carriageway and bolting over a wall as they were getting a taxi ride home after an evening out. But who really was Springhill Jack, and did he even exist? Was he created by the press or the police to distract from other large news stories at the time? The appearance of him after the fire at the Royal Exchange may have just been a coincidence, but was it a clever crowd control trick? His sightings can be related to plenty of other cryptids, such as Mothman, who supposedly stalked West Virginia in the USA, and other created legends, such as Slenderman, who originated from a story written on the website Creepypasta. Unlike Slenderman, Jack's creation is hard to pinpoint. If it was a group of pranksters, did they simply get bored and give up? Or did their bet come to an end when the odds of becoming caught became less in their favour? As with all myths and legends, the true story will never be uncovered, but one thing we do know for sure is that Jack's place as part of the macabre folklore of London won't be forgotten.
anytime soon. Thank you for joining me for that episode of Macabre London. Let me know who or what you think Spring Hill Jack was in the comment box below on YouTube or on our social media. Don't forget to give this video a thumbs up if you enjoyed it, subscribe to my channel and press the bell notification icon so you get notified when I post new videos. If you're listening to the podcast then please review us on iTunes, subscribe so we appear in your downloads automatically every time I release a new episode and don't forget to share the show around. It helps it to grow and for our Macabre family to get a bit bigger. If you want to support the show which will give you the key to the vaults of exclusive content then please check out our Patreon linked in the show notes along with all of our social media channels. Thanks for joining me for another Macabre tale from London's past and I'll see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.